Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yerushalmi Pei Daf Mem Aleph, and we are starting at the very top of the Amud, and in the Vilna Surah Sadaf, it's in the middle of Chav Dalad Amud Aleph, with the words Chayre Hanamalim. And today's daf is sponsored by Ilya Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Biakav Meisha. Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now the Mishnah said Chayre Hanamalim Mechulu, and the Mishnah was talking about a case where a person had found an ant hole in his field, in a place where the grain was already harvested, and as he was digging through the ant hole, he found that there was some grain there. So the Tanakam of the Mishnah told us that the El Yoinim belonged to the Aniim, and the Tachtoinim belonged to the Balbayas, whereas Rav Meir said that everything belongs to the Aniim. So now we explain what El Yoinim and Tachtoinim are. Rabbi Yudah says, B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel, Ha'el Yoinim la'aniim bilavonim. The El Yoinim belong to the Aniim. That's referring to the grain, which is white, meaning it's fully ripe. Grain turns from being greenish to whitish when it becomes fully ripe. Now, since it's fully ripe, that means it's highly likely that it's actually leket, which the ants got to before the Aniim did. And since it's a suffix, it has to be left for the Aniim. And the Gemara continues about Tachtoinim l'balabayas. When we say that Tachtoinim belong to the Balbayas, what's that referring to? Birukin is referring to the grain which is still green, which means it's not ripe yet. So obviously the ants took this grain from the not yet harvested part of the field, and therefore it's not leket, and that's why it belongs to the Baalbayas. Now, if Mayor Imer of Mayor in the Mishnah had said, everything belongs to the Aniim, even the Tachtainim, because when we have a suffix of leket, that has a din of leket. Now we explain she is Rav Meir, she if Sherlagairin Lotes Blairukin, because it's impossible to have a harvest without green ones. Not every single stalk in a field that's being harvested is 100% ripe. There are going to be stalks of grain that aren't fully ripe. And it's very possible that it's one of those not fully ripened stalks that fell as leket, and therefore even the green ones have a din of leket. Now Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda tells us, Do Rav Yehuda ben Chagrahi, or according to some, it's Rav Yehuda ben Agra, the Tanakam of Mishnah is Rav Yehuda ben Chagra. Tatani, we have a b'raisa. Gershon is Gair of a person that became a ger, and he had grain that was harvested. So Achaloin is Gair, if he had harvested it before he became a ger, meaning when he was still a guy, Potter, so it's Potter from Leket. Mishan is Gair, if he harvested it after he became a ger, Chayev, it's Chayev in Leket. Bim Safik, but if we're Bisafik, we're not so sure when he harvested it, Potter, it's Potter from Leket because of Matsumi Chavari, all of Araya. If someone wants to take it from him, they have to prove that he was a Yid when he harvested it, since they can't do that, so it's Potter from Leket. Or Rabbi Hudim Chagra, Machayev. Rabbi Hudim Chagra is Machayev in this case. So the Tanakama, of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra, who holds in the case of Geras that when we're Besafik, we don't know when he harvested his field before or after he became a Ger. It's Chayv and Leket, so that means a Leket Besafik has a din of Leket, so that's what we see in our Mishnah as well. The Yon belong to the Aniyim because they're Safik, maybe they're Leket. That's Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra. However, Rabbi Shimon Lagash Amarish Lagash says, Kalhi. The Tanakhama of our Mishnah could be according to everyone, meaning it doesn't have to be only Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra, it could be both Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra and the Tanakhama of Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra as well. And why is that? Because because Yisrael Shikare Chayev, a Yisrael, when he's harvesting his field, he essentially is Chayev in Leket. So therefore, Sveikai Chayev, when we have something which is Safek Leket, so that has a din of Leket as well. But a guy Shikari Potter, a guy who essentially is Potter from Leket, Sveikai Potter. So when we have a Safek, was he a guy or a Yid when he harvested his field? So we'll say that that Safek is Potter. Now we go back to Rav Yechanan, Amr Rav Yechanan, Yechanan says, This is what Rav Meir in our Mishnah is responding to Rav Yehudim and Chagra. The reason why Rav Yechanan is saying Rav Yehudim Chagra is because again he had just said that the Tanakhama of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra. What's Rabbi Meir telling Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra? Don't you agree to me? That if we have a Suffolk Leket, that has a din of Leket? The reason why Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra holds that the El Yainim belong to the Aniyim is because it's a Suffolk Leket. So if Meir is responding to Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra, well, the Tachtainim are also Suffolk Leket. Obviously, Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra doesn't agree to that, but that's what Meir's response to Rabbi Yehudim and Chagra is. Rabbi Shem Lakash Lakash says, This is what Rabbi Meir responds to the Chachamim. Again, Rish Lakash holds that the Tanakam of 
our Mishnah is also the Chachamim. And it's the same response, Don't you agree to me that Safek Leket is Leket? And therefore you should say that even the Tachtoinim are Leket. Now the Gemara Memo based on top addresses, How do we know that something that's a Safek Leket has a din of Leket and that we have to be Machmir? Maybe we should say, The Balbais right now is the Mochzek. He's the one that has the Safek Leket in his field. And the Aniim are the Maitzi. They're trying to take it from him. So maybe they should have to bring a Raya. So the Gemara provides a number of answers. Rishmon Bar Nachman says, B'Shem Rabbi Yenusan, the Pasuk tells us, Ani v'rash hadzdiku. You should be matzdik. You should favor a poor person and an impoverished person. Now that can't be referring to favoring him in din, because we know we're not at a twist din for an Ani. So what's it referring to? Hadzdiku b'matnoisav. You should favor him with his matanois. Even though you technically have a right to keep it, you should favor him and give him Safek Leket. Rav Shem Lakish says, B'Shem Bar Kapara, we have a different Pasuk, which is similar. The Pasuk says, don't twist the Mishpat of your poor person in his fight. What do we learn from here? Berivai ain't matehu. You're not allowed to twist the judgment when he's in a fight, meaning when he brings his judgment to Bezdin. Don't paskin for the Ani just because he's poor. Aval matehu at bimat noisav, but you should twist it when we're dealing with his matanes, namely leket over here, which is under discussion, and when we have suffix leket, you give him that leket. Now, I'm Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan says, Ubaz zachahu mashashan alonu rebi is what Rebbe taught us, zacha. So zacha literally means pure, but over here we're using the word pure as a euphemism for impure. In other words, Rabbi Yechanan's telling us, why do we need to have what these Amirayim say? Why don't we go to what Atana says? We have Atana Rebbe who already gave us an explanation why Suffolk Leket is Leket. And what did Rebbe say? The Pazak says, Tazayv, you should leave it for the Ani. What do we learn from here? Hanach Lefnehen, Mishal Cha, you should leave in front of them something that very possibly belongs to you. And Amar Rebbe La, Rebbe La quotes a Pasuk, Ksevet says in the Pasuk, La Ger La Yasem Almana Yiyeh, it shall be for the Ger Yasem and Almana. What do we learn from the word Yiyeh, it shall be? I could have just said, La Ger La Yasem Almana, who? It is for the Ger Yasem and Almana, but instead it uses a word, yiyeh, it shall be, which is a little bit more inclusive. So what do we learn from there? Ben mindidach, ben mindiday, whether it's yours or it's his, havle give it him. Meaning, even though it's very possibly yours, it's suffix leket, and actually this Pasuk is talking about leket shecha and peya, it's a suffix, give it to him. Hajalach peya nitnis, Mazlor for finishing the fourth parak of Masechah's peya, just like we were zechah to finish this parak together, we should be zechah to finish the entire Masechah together, and of course, all of your shalmi together. And continuing straight on to the brand new parak, we continue talking about another case of leket besafik. Gadish shaloi lukat tachtav. We have a pile of grain that didn't have leket taken from underneath it, which means that this fellow had a whole bunch of mini piles of grain scattered through his field, and then he took all these mini piles and dumped them in one big pile in the middle of his field. But the problem is, the place where he made this big pile didn't have leket taken from underneath it yet. So call on Neugas Ba'aretz, any grain which is touching the ground, Harehu Shalaniyim, that belongs to the Aniyim, even the grain which is not Leket. Now, another scenario, Haruch Shapezrasa'amarin, the wind went and scattered grain, and that grain landed on a place that didn't have Leket taken from it. What do we do? So, I'm done, I saw we evaluate this field, how much Leket it most probably would produce, and that's how much Leket has to be given to the Aniyim. Now, Rabshim Gamliel, and Rabshim Gamliel says, we give to the Aniyim the amount of Leket that normally falls. So, what's the difference? between the Tanakhama and Rav Shem Gamliel, according to the Tanakhama, we evaluate how much Leket this field would produce. As opposed to Rav Shem Gamliel, he says there's a standardized amount of Leket that any given field produces, and that's how much has to be left for the Aniyah. Now going on to the Gemara, we contrast the first and second case of the Mishnah. Hacha'at Amar, over here you say, in the second case of the Mishnah, we evaluate 
how much leket would this field produce? And that's how much is given to the aniyim. But the kayat amar, over here you say, meaning in the ratio of the Mishnah, you say, that anything that's touching the ground, that has to be given to the aniyim. Why is halacha different between the first and the second cases of the Mishnah? In both scenarios, grain was placed in an area that didn't have leket taken from it. So why are we machmir in one case over the other? So Rabbi Vo answers, B'Shem Rabbi Echanon, Kenas Kansubai Shagadash Agabe Likton Shalaniyim. The Chachamim gave this fellow a Kenas. They penalized him because he took his grain and put it on an area that had Leket that rightfully belonged to the Aniyim. And since he dafka placed his grain there, obviously trying to keep that Leket for himself, not allowing the Aniyim to take that Leket, so he Kenas him and say that any grain that's touching the ground now has to be given to the Aniyim. So now the Gemara asks, Ad Kudain Mezid, up until here we understand if he did that Bemezid, so we have to Kenas him. But Afilu Shaigeg, let's say he accidentally placed his grain there. Are we still going to Kenas him? Afilu Krichos, let's say he put his grain there on purpose, but it wasn't loose grain, it was bundles of grain. So it's very easy to differentiate between the Leket, which is loose grain, and his bundles that he placed there. Are we also going to Kenas him if the grain that he placed there was wheat and the Leket that was there was barley? It's very easy to differentiate between the Leket and the not Leket. And what about if other people had piled it there without him knowing? And what about if he had called the Aniyim and they didn't come? He made announcements all over the city, walked around with a megaphone saying, hey guys, come and take Leket, and no one came. So are we going to Kenas him in that scenario as well? And the Gemara doesn't give an answer to this question. Now, According to some, the Gemara is making a statement that we're going to kenas him even if he did a Bishai gig, even if he put Krichas there, even if it was Chitam Agavis to Iron, so on and so forth, we're still going to kenas him. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.